Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It's a brand new week. It's a Monday. It is Monday, August 12th. So happy to have you with us. I know sometimes it's hard to get your uh, your heart and your brain started at the beginning of the week. You don't want to deal with it, but we're here to help. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here with me in the Batcave is the vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. First things first, let's yeah. thank everybody who showed up yesterday for the live stream video events. It was almost like a mini uh, live Ralph report with it Steve was. jumping in. We discovered yesterday that there's, see, here's the thing, being a technical idiot, there's all kinds of magical things you can do with technology that I'm just an idiot yeah, about. Yeah, that one seems pretty simple. That we yeah. Well, I've never really <laughs> been on that end of the, the broadcast because right. usually you and I are in front of the camera. And Carrie runs the uh, so it was a Carrie fails the keyboard. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> I should have done some research into okay if we're doing these things, what kind of fun things can we do with right. it? I just figured you turn on the camera, you answer some questions, yeah. say goodbye. That's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so Carrie discovered yesterday that you can actually add people into the live stream event by clicking on a button, and Steve Ashton, our UK correspondent, was on hand as he usually is, and we were able to dial him in as well and he played guitar oh, and we had a musical band and everything laughed and sang and it was a <laughs> joyous occasion so thanks to all you three and four star generals who showed up yesterday we had a lot of fun it was really a blast we have a good show for you today as well because on the counter you want to know why well, i'll tell you why we are debuting e garmony we're finally going to try to make some matches Amongst the Garmy. We should. There's so many wonderful people in the Garmy. They should be procreating. Yes. They should <laughs> we all more be in love and getting married and having babies. <laughs> every single one of them. So to you single members of the Garmy, we are going to uh, try a little experiment here. We're going to start off with our boy, Phil. He is patient zero, as I call him, to see if we can make this happen. We're not quite sure still even how it's going to work. But we're going to trot it out today at the top of the show and see if we can find a good way to uh, get Phil a date amongst the Garmy. Also, it is uh, the usual Monday stuff. We got the uh, top 10 movies at the box office from over the weekend. A lot of fun things in store for you. But first, before we go any further, it is time for the Ralph Report Citizen of the Week. Oh. <laughs> yeah, found one over the weekend. She absolutely has to be our Citizen of the Week. trying to kill people again? <laughs> no, one guy one. dies all Half. of a sudden. Half half of the citizens of the week are dead. Oh, all right. 50% of them die. Suddenly, <laughs> you know, you're the jinx. You're the mush. But uh, I think I think that's a pretty good batting average. That's not frankly. bad. 50. Let's see if we can keep this one alive. Her name is Julianne March, and she is my gal. She was the sole flight attendant on a United Airlines flight between Chicago and South Bend, Indiana. Now, she had a little bit of a problem on that flight. And by a little bit of a problem, I mean she was passed out drunk on the plane <laughs> while she was working the flight. Well, well, that can't be more than like a 45-minute flight or an hour flight, right? Nope. It's a very quick flight. 
And so she did some serious damage before she got on board. And keep in mind, once again, she was the sole flight attendant on the flight. So there's no way she could have sort of blended in and not be busted no, for this. No, there's no one to pick up the slack. Let me tell you about this week's <laughs> Citizen of the Week, Julianne March. According to passengers, she was stumbling kind of staggering back and forth, bumping into passengers. She was zigzagging up and down the aisle, said one passenger. It was really most evident that she was drunk when she started slurring her way through most of the standard safety regulations. Oh. So in the case of emergency, the, 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 the oxygen mask had to drop from, from the ceiling. Make sure you put your own mask on before I assist, uh, help assisting other passengers or children. <laughs> she then proceeded to slump over in her seat and pass out for what would end up being the entire duration of the trip. I wonder if she snored. One passenger had to get up <laughs> and fasten her seatbelt before takeoff because he was worried she would fall over and out of her jump oh, seat where nice she was sitting. That's very nice. The pilot noticed something what was, wrong, was wrong during the flight when March didn't answer any of her calls. Passengers were concerned over the lack of communication between the pilot and Julianne March and wondered why there was only one flight attendant assigned to the flight. Upon landing in South Bend, Indiana, local police boarded the plane and arrested Julianne Aww. March, who started crying. I would imagine. When asked what city she was currently in, Julianne could only reply with, Chicago? <laughs> she had no idea that she had oh. actually landed in South Bend, Man. Indiana. Oh. Her blood alcohol level was 0 0.2, which is five times the legal <sighs> limit for flight attendants. Oh. I don't want there to be any legal a, limit for flight attendants. <laughs> zero I should want be the zero. Limit. For anyone operating a plane or working on a plane, it should be zero. I'm the one who's supposed to be drunk <laughs> on the plane, not you. I don't even want one drink in somebody that eventually is going to have to release the life rafts or wow. do something. Yeah. She was charged with criminal public intoxication, which is a misdemeanor and Wisconsin Air, who was operating the United flight, released a statement confirming that Julianne March had indeed been relieved oh. of her job, so she is no longer under the employ of United Airlines. But she is our Citizen of the Week. <laughs> the drunken flight attendant. Oh, my God. And she was working other flights, because they don't just do one flight and go home. No. She must have been drunk or getting drunk on other flights, I would I'm imagine. I'm dying to know the backstory of what her day was like leading <laughs> up to that flight. Was it the airport bar? Was she getting loaded on a previous flight? What happened? How did that happen where she got so hammered, she was slurring her words during the safety briefing and almost falling out of her seat, passed out for an entire hour flight from Chicago to South Bend. Oh, Bay. my God. What what happened? I don't I can't even fathom that there was no one else around to go, hey, don't 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 drink if that. If you one. know Julianne March, or you are Julianne March, please put down the bottle and give us a call. Because I'm dying to know. Questions your story. must be answered. Yes. Okay, it's time now to debut our new segment. This always makes me nervous. Every time we trot out something new, it's always a crapshoot to see whether it's gonna work out or not. And yeah. especially this one, because there's a lot of pressure on this one. I want to make sure this works. This is important to me, not just for the show, but for people's lives. Right. And we're kicking things off with listener Phil. Phil called in a while ago on the Ralph Report hotline 
and told us a story about his struggles with being newly single after being in a long-term relationship, a marriage, about trying to meet new people. Just to refresh your memory, this is the phone call that Phil left on the Ralph Report hotline. Hey, Ralph. It's Phil from Concord. Um, just seeing how the uh, eGarmony is going along, um, I asked because it's a Saturday night. I'm a 40-year-old divorcee in the Bay Area, and I actually went out and tried to be social tonight and went to a bar club thing. And uh, let me tell you, I don't understand it. Um, first off, everybody is on their phone. Um, yeah, I don't get that. You know, when you're a single dude at a club, it's awkward. And, uh, you know, I, I often end up having to go to bars and clubs alone since I lost my friends in the divorce. So, uh, yeah, just seeing how that uh, e-garmony e is going. So, um, uh, like my bottle service? I don't know. I got nothing for that. So, all right. Thanks. Bye. Now, I was so moved by Phil's call. I was like, here's a guy out there, fresh out to the dating scene again. Who could use our help more than a guy like Phil? Yeah, that's rough. So I reached out to Phil, and I said, "We, uh, you have spurred me into action. We've been promising in this for some time now. I'm finally going to make eGarmony happen. I'm not sure if that's the name we're going to stick with, but people seem to be referring to it as that. So let's go with it for the time being. Let's make this a new segment where we try to introduce members of the Garmy to each other in the hopes that maybe Cupid's arrow will find its target. Hopefully. Yes. So Hopefully. I announced the eGarmony, my eGarmony intentions. And you know, when we have a segment here on the show, we almost always need to have a theme song or jingle to accompany yes, that. Yes, it's tradition. And who do you think raised his hand, jumped into the fray to provide us with a new jingle? Only one name comes to mind. Is, there's only one. John Cooperman, <laughs> the legend behind Holiday and Holiday, and other jingles that you know and love, said, oh, oh, I got it. I got the idea for this. So John sent this in. Now, I'm not saying this is forever. <laughs> it may not even be for the remainder of this show. But you have to applaud his effort. He took, it once again, a popular song and made it his own with a lot of production value. So I again I applaud the effort. Mm. Uh, however, I'm not guaranteeing this will be a long-lasting jingle for this segment. Okay. But this on the <laughs> inaugural edition of eGarmony, here is our theme from John Cooperman. Love is in the air. We have so much in common. The Garmy's everywhere. We should totally get root beer. Looking for true love with eGarmony. Sign. <laughs> yeah. So that's the jingle. Uh, he does put the, the production into it. He does. He, he works does. hard. He produces it well. But it does it sound like it's, I don't know, it's like it's like E Grinder instead of <laughs> E Garmony? We should totally get some root beer. What's your <laughs> sign? <laughs> One more time. Here's, listen carefully. To the participants in in the jingle, won't you? Love is in the air. We have so much in common. The garmy's everywhere. We should totally get root beer. Looking for true love with eGarmony. Love is in the air. What's your sign? God bless her. What's your sign? All right. So I got a hold of Phil. 
We sat down and had a conversation about his life, about his his uh, attraction, the things he likes to do. I tried to give you a real sense of who Phil would it was is yes. and what he would be like on a date for you ladies out there. So here it is, Phil from Concord, California, up there in the Bay Area, Northern California. Here's my conversation with Phil. And here he is, patient zero, as we're calling him for this new experiment called eGarmony, at least for the time being. It is my buddy, Phil. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well today. Phil, we got your phone call and uh, you were talking about getting out there in the world as a single guy coming out of a relationship and how tough it is. Um, now, you were, you're a divorce guy, right? That is correct. Okay, so it's been a while since you've been in the dating scene. Correct. And you are that in Concord, California? Yes, up in the Bay Area outside Oakland. Okay, so for any of the uh, lady listeners of the Ralph Report who are in the area of Oakland, uh, San Francisco, what's your general geographic desirability zone? Uh, Oakland, San Francisco. Uh, I don't mind going into the San Jose area. All right, great. Now tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your age, sir? I am 40 years old. All righty, and... What kind of woman are you looking for, Phil? What's your ideal in terms of the kind of person you usually click with? I like uh, down to earth, um, kind of uh, on the hippie side. Um, <laughs> you mean hippie as in like 60s, hey, dude, what's up, peace and love? Or hippie like you like a girl uh, with a nice set of hips? Uh, well, both. But, uh, <laughs> you know, not someone that's in the goop, but definitely someone that, uh, you know, likes the earth, likes being out in nature, Got that you. kind of thing. Got you. Well, uh, I have done a lot, lot with high maintenance, but uh, I'd, I'd give that a try. Okay. Uh, what kind of activities do you enjoy? What do you do for fun? Uh, I like to go hiking, camping. Before kids, I used to like to shoot on film and spend time in a dark room. Uh, I haven't done that since you know, for some time. I don't even know if you can still do that anymore. Absolutely, you uh, can. So you have an artistic side, but you also like to be out there in nature as well. Yeah. Um, like I'm I'm a dad. Uh, I like doing things with my kids, especially like, you know, I, I, I'm involved in the PTA. Um, I try to help out in the classroom. I've built a float for the homecoming parade and, and games for the fall carnival. So that's the way I like to get out my artistic side is kind of you know working with my hands building stuff oh ladies come on he likes kids he he works at his kids school what more could you ask for this guy sounds like a catch did you have you had any dates since uh, your marriage ended have you have you had any relationships any luck one time uh, you know another single parent at the school i don't know that was just strange <laughs> yeah i can imagine uh, getting used to you know texting and and kind of dating that way. Uh, when I started dating, you know, the phone was attached to the wall and you had to <laughs> time it so her parents didn't pick up. So I, I'm not used to kind of all the technology used in it today. Gotcha. I understand. Look, it's it's very daunting to be out there in the world after a long relationship. A lot of people can relate. And what's your ideal first date? I mean, how do you like to to go out and have a good time and get to know someone? You know, I'll say I've been in the Bay Area for 15 years and I still feel there's so much uh, I'm missing, like I don't even know about. I want to do more than just like dinner and a movie. So I don't know, indoor rock climbing or one of those uh, painting and wine things, you know, something a little bit more interactive than I've done in the past. That sounds awesome, man. I think I want to date you. That sounds great. <laughs> well, ladies, there you have it. Phil is looking to uh, spend some time with a lady who appreciates the outdoors, who has maybe an artistic side. 
Go out there, have a glass of wine, get to know each other a little bit. No pressure, something easy. Do you prefer to date a woman who's all, who also has kids or, or not, or does that matter to you? Oh, that, that doesn't matter. But you do have to understand that Phil is a dad, and I, I can speak as a father myself. It takes up uh, a big part of your heart, so someone has to be willing to share you with your kids. They are a big part of my life, so that, oh, yeah. that, that has to be a consideration. Uh, what are the kids' ages, by the way? Do you have How many do you have? I've got four. Holy got Toledo. 14, <laughs> 14, 11, 8, and uh, 5. You were a busy little beaver, weren't you, sir? Uh, no, I just I have a high uh, batting average, I guess. <laughs> well, we know his sperm are swimmers, ladies, if that's important to you. We know that for a fact. Phil, look, I uh, I was moved by your phone call when you called in. I'm so happy to make you the the first recipient of the eGarmony help. And what we're going to do is, um, obviously, we'll play this interview for everyone. And if there are any ladies out there in the area who are interested, we're also going to post your picture up on Patreon. And then what we'll do is have a couple girls, hopefully, um, write in, say they're interested, and then we will uh, get their particulars. I will share them with you. And you can make your choice. And then eventually, hopefully, we can hear how a, a date turned out. Does that sound good? That sounds very good. Uh, and uh, try to do it in two and two. Right? Isn't <laughs> That's that what right. The old Chuck Woolery line. Chuckle-ry. Yeah. Well, I really hope this works out for you, sir. As I mentioned, your phone call uh, really resonated with me and I was feeling for you. And I'm really hoping that we can find some other Ralph Report listeners out there who are looking for a good fellow like yourself, and we can set up, if nothing else, maybe you can make a new friend out of it. Absolutely. That would be great. Phil, thanks so much for your time, sir, and we will be in touch. All right. Thank you. How great does Phil sound? He's funny. He's funny. He's salt of the earth, loves his kids, works with his kids' school, likes the great outdoors. Good guy. Come on. He's such a good guy. All right, ladies, now it's your turn. (laughs) If you are in the Northern California area, if you are in San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, anything in that region, and you're a single lady who'd be interested in a 40-year-old man who sounds like just a great guy, if you'd like to spend a night maybe doing some painting with a glass of wine or doing some rock climbing, come on. What do you got to lose? Yeah, that sounds like fun. If anything, it'll get you out of the house for the day. That's what I'm right? saying. You get a lot of worse things least. you could do with your night than spend some time with Phil. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I want to spend some time with Phil. He's such a good guy, and we had such a nice conversation, and he's easy to talk to. I'm telling you, I want this to work. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going, I've got a photo of Phil. He sent me one. I'm going to make a separate post. Through Patreon, I'll send it out to all the patrons, and you can take a look at Phil, and if he he catches your fancy at all, and you're a lady up in that area, again, let's try to keep it close so we can make this actually happen, then I need you to send me an email. Put Phil in the subject line, P-H-I-L. Put that in the subject line so I make sure I see it. I will read your responses, and then... Depending on how many we get, we'll try to narrow it down to a manageable number so that Phil can make a a choice. We'll run it past him. Maybe we'll have you come on the show and talk about yourself. Phil can listen to your interview as well. And then ideally, uh, he'll make a choice and we'll send you guys out on a date and we'll talk to you both afterwards and see how it went. Sounds perfect. Right? Right. How can this not work? Oh, I can think of so many ways, Eddie. I can think of so many ways how this cannot work. It's foolproof. But I'm hoping that it does, not only for Phil's sake, but if it works for Phil, we could start a thing. It could be a thing where we help out a lot of people. At the very least, make some friendships out of the whole thing. And you know already you've got the Ralph Report in common. You're you're both Garmy members. That's your great jumping off point. Everything else after that is gravy. Yeah. 
You can get together on your first day. You'll have so much to talk about. Did you hear Eddie sing the other day? You can talk about stuff like that. Come on. Come on. Nothing but fun. Well, the ice is already broken. Exactly. Right? I'm breaking the ice for you. <laughs> Consider me your ice pick of love. That's that's a shirt right I'm there. The, I'm the ice pick of love. <laughs> Let me plunge my ice pick right into your, your heart. <laughs> Wait a minute. That doesn't no, sound good not, at all. That's not right. No. It's basic instinct. So there it is. That love is in the air. It's e garmony. Love is in the air. We have so much in common. The garmony's everywhere. We should totally get root beer. Looking for true love with e garmony. Love is in the air. What's your sign? How about those harmonies? Oh. Huh? I'm not one to talk, so I don't. <laughs> God love you, Cooperman. You keep swinging, son. All right, now it's time to talk to you guys, the Garmy. We love to hear from you, whether it's via email, Ralph at the RalphReport.com, Eddie or Steve at that same email address, whether it's on social or whether it's through your voicemails. You can leave one 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the Ralph Report hotline. You know the phone number by now, one 833 Hi, Ralph. Love to hear from you. I listen to them all, then I grab a handful and put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. Speaking of good guys, Jeremy called in, and this is another one of those phone calls, and you have to um, forgive me if I play these a bunch, but I'm always blown away by the folks who call in to thank us for making their, their lives a little bit easier to deal with for an hour a day. That just is so very satisfying to me, and I get so moved by their calls that I have to share them with you guys. Jeremy called in, and I was so glad to hear from him. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Jeremy here, four-star general from Canada. I just wanted to call and say thank you. Uh, I've been working 75-hour work weeks and commuting about an hour and a half to two hours from home for the last month and a half. And uh, on this beautiful Friday afternoon, after what is probably one of the hardest days I've ever had at my job, um, I'm sitting in the car and I'm laughing at the show. And uh, it's just, it's nice and it feels like I'm hanging out with friends. So, um, thanks. There's a lot of us who have a lot of tough jobs. And it's great to hear two guys having a great time doing theirs. So, love you. Mean it. Bye. How nice was that? That's nice, man. And That's thank really you, cool. Jeremy, for reminding us how goddamn lucky That's we are. Super lucky we are that we can do this. For that this is our job and it is something we love doing. And we love being there for you guys and taking your mind off of whatever shitty job you got to deal with for at least an hour a day. And you're, you're absolutely right. We are so lucky to be doing this. And a lot of people aren't as lucky to be doing something that they enjoy. And we're here for you, at least for an hour a day, doing the best we can. Jessica called in. She was one of many who really enjoyed last week's interview with Robin, the boy wonder, Burt Ward. It's, it's gotten, um, if not more than, certainly as much response as any interview I've ever done on the show. A lot of people felt like Jessica did. Hi, Ralph. It's your favorite Jessica from Orange, four-star general. 
And uh, I was just calling to thank you and uh, Mr. Burt Ward for his interview. It was just, he is such a delight and such a wonderful human being. And um, it was just really, really refreshing to listen to. And man, if I did not tear up when he talked about those three essentials for uh, happiness and how terribly he missed Adam. And uh, I mean, he really is the live, you know, boy wonder. Um, thank you again so much. I love the show. And just keep doing what you're doing, man. LMB. Yeah, Burt Ward said you need three things in life to be happy. You need someone to love, you need something to do, and something to look forward to. He said if you've got those three things, you got it pretty much beat. Yeah. Excellent advice. That would work. It would indeed. I've been bitching and moaning about my teeth lately. <laughs> It sucks. Today's the last day of my deep cleaning. I go in today, and they're going to do the fourth quadrant, my upper left. And then after that, I'll be all done until the next week when I go in and they start drilling into the metal in my head. Oh, how do you get metal out of your head? Oh, not easily. I, can't, I would imagine. I and I, I'm like, I don't even uh, want to really. Uh, is this really necessary? Is this guy trying to make a boatload of cash <laughs> off of me, or do I really need to do this? Well, I heard from many of you who work in the dental field, and apparently, I do. Like Emma. Hi, Ralph. It's Emma or Lena Pixie from the UK phoning in. Um. I work in a dental practice, so I think um, you might remember me telling you uh, this when when we met up in May. Um, and bad luck, mate. I'm sorry to hear about all of your uh, dental woes. Um, the filling material that uh, is basically the metal ones is called amalgam, and it's got mercury in it. So uh, you definitely, definitely want to get those out of your teeth as soon as possible. Um, I hope it all goes well, and uh, I love you, mean it. Bye-bye. All right. I'll do it. You got mercury. And it's not going to go all well, by the way. You know why? Because they're going to shoot needles into my gums, and then they're going to have to drill and pick and hammer at the metal in my teeth until they get that out. And then they'll drill the teeth, get that all cleaned up, and then I will get more stuff put in my Uh, mouth again. Sounds awful. Uh, Over and over and over again. I'm going to be going to the dentist for a couple months getting all this stuff handled. So terrible. I've had a, I had a ton of teeth stuff when I was younger, but thank God right now I don't have any of that problem. And what's wrong with little mercury, by the way? I don't know. They're in thermometers, right? Right. And thermometers. We like thermometers. <laughs> right, tell us when we're sick. Mercury was really fast. He was the god of speed. Right. Yeah. I'd like to be fast. It's a cool planet. Right. It's so many good <laughs> things with mercury. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Loved the queen. The four Lincoln Freddie mercury. The car. So many good Such things. Such a good thing. Mercury has so many good things associated with it. What's wrong with a little bit living in my head? That's what I want to know. And lastly, Tim called in. Eddie and I were both bitching and moaning last week about how we were mocked in school. Mm-hmm. I it started because uh, Donnie Most, the actor who played Ralph Malf on... Happy days for celebrating a birthday. And I said he tortured me with that Ralph Mouth character. Eddie complained about Eddie Spaghetti, putting in pie, (laughs) stick a needle in your eye, (laughs) whatever those. Make French fries. Make French fries, (laughs) cook them in the oven. I don't know. (laughs) It's terrible. Kind of kids you were hanging out with. Horrible ones. Psychotic kids. Well, Tim called in saying we have no room to complain. Yeah, g'day, Ralph and Eddie. Tim Ridley, uh, four star general from Adelaide, South Australia here. Ralph, I heard you talking about Ralph Mouth, and I tell you, yeah, you ain't got shit on me. <laughs> Imagine fucking South Park being the biggest thing in the world. 
and bloody yeah, every no. goddamn five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes, five minutes. <laughs> a little exaggeration. It's probably more like three minutes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, it was it was fucking hell. Anyway, <laughs> LMB. Tada! 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 He's had enough. That would suck. That would suck if you're going around. That would blow. And every time, what's your name? Timmy. 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 <laughs> I would go with a different name. Timmy. Tim. Tim. Doesn't uh, matter if they hear that much. They're coming back with Timmy. You know that. <laughs> All right, Tim. Thanks for calling in. Thanks to everybody who was in today's Garmy on the Line segment. You too can be featured at the top of the show, but you got to take that first step. You got to call me. Call me. We are officially a morning zoo. <laughs> hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to the Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it is time. We do it every Monday. Take a look at the big calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. Every day of the calendar year has holidays associated with it. Now, not all of them are decent. It's some we agree with. Some we reject outright. We break them all down for you in a segment called Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or Holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Today, August 12th, is National Vinyl Record Day. Look, I know a lot of old timers like myself say, I miss the good old days of the LP. I enjoyed having that big old record in my hands, and I'd looked at the cover art, and I'd read all the lyrics in the lyric sheet. I know. I know we say that a lot, but I, it's true. I, I goddamn miss albums. It was cool. I miss the cover art. Oh, the that, a big old square full of really cool art in your yeah. hand. You could read the thing on the back while you're lying there on the floor listening to it on your turntable. Yeah. There was something really satisfying about that whole experience. That was experience. half the cool part of buying the album. Not just getting the music, but also the cover art. And the slip on the inside, yeah. which usually had lyrics. And sometimes you had a booklet or something. Or more artwork on the inside. It was a whole yeah. thing. It was a package of joy. No, it was awesome. And here's the magic. You would buy the album for the hit single. And then you play both sides of that sucker, and you would find buried treasure that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. It became some of your favorite songs. Or you'd be like, oh, my God, I wasted all this money on one song. <laughs> Sometimes that happened, too. <laughs> but if I go now to Spotify or if I go to iTunes or something like that, I, I just get the single. I get the one thing yeah. that I wanted, and I'm not really exposed to other you don't, music. You don't anymore. hear the other music from that artist hardly unless you buy it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So anyway, the today songs. is the day that encourages you to listen 
to music on vinyl records. I don't know if you can even do that anymore. I still have a turntable. I got a handful of vinyl. Left. I don't have one anymore. I have some vinyls, but I don't have a turntable to go with it. Mm. They're not doing you much good. No, then, they're not. They? I'm saving it for when I can actually buy a turntable and play them. For those who don't know what we're talking about, music used to come to you on a flat disc with a groove in it. Like a plate. And you'd put a needle into that groove, and the vibrations would go through the needle, through the sound system, through the speakers, and play music. It was kind of a magical it's experience. supposed to be still sounds better than digital music. People right? say, I've heard that that's maybe just nostalgia talking. Some people say that's not true. But they do say there's a sort of warmth that you get from vinyl recordings. That you don't get from the digital. That you don't get from digital. Digital is almost too clean, too yeah. pristine, too pure, and somehow it, it's not well, you as can see satisfying. The, wa the waveform is different, too. It's a smoother waveform or audio form, audio wave. You know, sure. When digital is more, it's all right oh, angles. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because it's perfect. Oh, I got Whereas you. Whereas the analog is wavy. Oh, and we like wavy. And wave's supposed to be smooth. That's where yeah. you get the warm sound. Human beings like yes. wavies more than squares. That makes sense. There were uh, three different kinds of vinyl records. You could get 78s back in the olden times. That's before me. Yeah, it's before everybody. <laughs> but then they went to the 33 and a third. And what those numbers mean is like that's how many revolutions per minute it would be on your turntable right. in equal to whatever speed the sound was recorded at onto that uh, disc. Right. And then for singles, if you just wanted one song, you get a little seven-inch record. It was called a 45 because that spun at 45 RPM. And you had to adjust the speed on your turntable. Yeah, you don't want to play one faster than the other. <laughs> so that's how you get the chipmunks. Then you get drunk Eddie Pence on you <laughs> one way or the other. So, uh, yeah, if you have any vinyl... By the way, it says here, I had no idea. Vinyl records left the mainstream. When do you think they stopped making most music on vinyl? I think I bought my last vinyl. was probably like 86 or 87. 1991. That's really? when vinyl really just disappeared oh, from yeah. stores. You couldn't get albums anymore. But more and more artists now are releasing stuff on vinyl all the time. Yeah, comedians made, do it, too. It's made a resurgence. Yeah, comedians do their uh, comedy albums on deep. So on this day, we salute the vinyl record. I'm still a fan, so we will absolutely celebrate National Vinyl Record Day. It's also National Middle Child Day. Middle Child. Only two kids in your family, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I was the youngest of two. And they say middle children suffer more identity issues than older or younger kids in the family. I could see that. They I say guess. the firstborn is often the leader and the role player. They have to go the, through all the shit. The youngest one is the baby of the family. Yeah. So usually they benefit from all the uh, the benefits of the yeah. older children. They get away with more. Right. Because the parents are tired. And the middle child's role, they say, is undefined. So it can be difficult for a, a middle child to know where it fits in the family, what its obligations are supposed to be. We take so much from our social cues from our family and yeah. how we're supposed to behave, and they say it can really struggle. So they say on this day, make sure you make your middle-born family members feel special because sometimes they feel like they don't have a clear-cut role in the family. All my friends with three kids, they do set aside time to focus on the middle child. That makes sense. Yeah, We should do that with all the kids. You should. But, but they say society doesn't really give a lot of social cues to the middle kids so they maybe need a little bit more guidance yeah. than most. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That's <laughs> exactly. the Jan Brady thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So we'll celebrate National Middle Child Day. Today's also National Julienne Fries Day. Julienne Fries, Eddie. Who's Julienne Fries? No, it's not a name. Oh, it sounds like a name. Julienne. The way you said it sounded like a name. It Because it's the name of a French fry. It sounds like a name of a person. Julienne Fries 
are those real thin, what they call shoestring oh, shoestring fries. Yes. Gotcha. But they're called julienne because that's how they're cut. That style is called julienne cutting. You can cut vegetables that way. You can cut any number of things that okay. way. But the thin shoestring fries are known as julienne now, fries. Now On this day, they celebrate That's that. not the thin, sh- like McDonald's french fries. They're thinner than that. Shoestring is thinner than like the normal cut fry. Well, that would still be... Because there's the that, wedge cut and like the steak fry. That, I think they, that's the two differentiations. McDonald's fries would still be considered julienne. Oh, okay. Because of the of the style of cutting, because sometimes you get those really skinny ones. Yeah, they're almost like uh, potato sticks. Remember yeah, that snack where yes. you, it was like just like eating a, like potato a, chips that cut in long slices. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think any variation of that form is julienne okay. because then the other side is the wedge steak fry, right, larger right. fry. Yeah, yeah. And I got no time for that. <laughs> you don't like a potato. I don't like. Mouth. I don't like the big fry. <laughs> What's the point? Because it's never cooked on the inside. It's almost like eating a baked potato that's crunchy on I the like outside. I like a nice, well done steak fry. No. Like real crispy on the outside. But julienne fries are better. Thinner fries are better. Well, I, you eat those more. Those are more available. Because they're better. That's why we eat them more. They're, just, they're easier to cook. You like steak fries? Yeah. I don't wow. eat them all the time, but I'll, like, if I go to Fat Burger, I get the fat fries. Nah, not for me. All right. Then. I don't like it. It's too, too potato-y. No. It's too that's much why you, potato that's why meat. You ask too for them much well. potato meat on the inside. <laughs> There's not potato meat. There is potato meat. First of all, meat. just potato. Too much potato that's meat. That's just potato. Inside those big fries. It's not alive. I like more crisp, less meat all right. to my potato. So on this yes. day, we can still celebrate. Thumbs up. And haha, ha, but a lot of you are saying, oh, wait a minute, he just did the food related holiday. He screwed up. What about Eddie Pence? Wrong. There's yet another food related holiday oh, today. This is what you talked about yesterday on the live stream. You were exactly. excited. About. I was excited on this because I literally uh-huh. had no idea how it was going to go. <laughs> Very rarely do I not have an inkling of whether Eddie Pence will eat something or not. So this is a true adventure for me as oh, well. You know what I do? I talk about the holiday. Then. We pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If three of the items come up on the reels, there's a big payout. And I usually scream and do a little dance because it means Eddie Pence eats something. <laughs> if there's uh, uh, something else comes up on the third reel, that means it's just uh, business as usual with Eddie Pence. All right. Today's very exciting. Do you remember Eddie in your youth? Did you have the good humor man? Did he come around in his truck in your neighborhood? It wasn't a good. It was just ice cream truck. Just an ice cream yeah, truck? It wasn't a good humor We truck. had the straight up legit the, um, good humor man. We didn't have that. And they had the best selection of ice cream novelties as they were known yes. back in the day. All the different flavors and styles. Very specific things you could order from your ice cream vendor. This was my jam. Okay. This was my John, as they say in Philadelphia. <laughs> this was my choice more often than not. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe I went with the Eclair bar, which was uh, frozen chocolate on the inside wrapped around the stick and then vanilla ice cream and then chocolate on the outside. Okay. Again, that, that was sounds a good, good one. That sounds good. But today's day, it's National Toasted Almond Bar Day. The National Toasted Almond Bar Day. That was a good humor treat that you can still get today. You can buy them in stores, although I haven't in a long time. The toasted almond bar was vanilla ice cream with an almond-flavored core at the center where the stick is, then covered by diced almonds and cake coating on the outside. So it was like biting into an almond-covered cake with ice cream in the middle and then almond-flavored ice cream even further in at the core. It was orgasmic the toasted almond bar okay loved it so much on a hot summer day i'd run my chubby little ass down the block to try to catch the good humor man 
Get me a toasted Suck almond the shit bar. out of it when you got it home, I guess. That's what it sounds like you were going to do it. I made love to it with my mouth, Eddie, oh, not my penis. I can still picture that. I would take it and slowly slide it into <laughs> my mouth. Anyway, National Toasted Almond Bar Day. Let's find out whether it's something Eddie Pence would eat or not. There's so many variables. There's nuts in it, and there's things and sticks, and oh, I don't know mystery, what's man. going on. Let's find out. Let's pull that handle. We got one almond bar, two almond bars, three almond bars. Wow. Now, I'm guessing you've never had one of these, but by its description, you're on board. Nailed it. Yeah. that's what. I've never actually had one. But But it sounds like something you would enjoy. It sounds like something I would try and probably like, because it's Mm. got everything in it I kind of like. So your almonds you're okay with? I I like almonds. I I lose track of your nut order. No, I like almonds. Like like a Hershey bar with almonds in it? That's my favorite Hershey bar. Oh, okay. So the addition of almonds to vanilla ice cream and then a cake coated on the outside yeah, I think, I think thing. that would work. That all sounds good I think I would you. eat that. All right. Wow. So, there we go. What a way to start off the week. <laughs> there we go. Eddie Pence is eating something, and we get to celebrate <laughs> National Toasted Almond Bar Day. That's it for today's holiday, or holiday. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news. With a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. On Monday mornings, we like to take a look at the top 10 movies at the box office to see what people went to see over the weekend. No surprise here at number one, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Once again, take the number one spot in wow. America. What did that North make? North America. What did it make? It made another $25.4 million. That's a good this second weekend. weekend. That's a real good second. Wow. It is. Uh, about $5 million more than number two, which was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. We talked about this Guillermo del Toro yes. film. I don't want to see it. It looks terrifying. No, made $20.8 million. That was good enough, as I mentioned, to put it at number two. Lion King made $20 million. That was number three. Money's pretty evenly spread out this week. Seems like no one knows what that really goes to. Amongst the top four. <laughs> Dora and the Lost City of Gold for a kid's movie did respectable numbers. $17 million at the box office. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, still hanging in there fairly strong with $11.6 million. That was good enough to make that number five this weekend. The Art of Racing in the Rain. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and your dog-narrated movie. Made $8 million from some people who are just stupid, sappy people who love dogs talking to them. Ugh. But he doesn't even hear the dog talking to him. No, right? it's, it's the just, dog narrating. I'm just, I like racing, and I used to love to go down to the racetrack. You sound like Pat Oswalt <laughs> doing an old man. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, Kevin Costner sounds like he's about 112 <laughs> in this movie. Uh, number seven. Ooh, ouch. Warner Brothers is licking its wounds as The Kitchen, their new female mob movie, came in at number seven with a paltry $5.5 million going down at the there. box That was office. just a weird... What a bad idea. It's an obscure comic book. Bad casting. Bad casting for an... It seems like an action movie, Nobody I guess. It's not, see it's not a comedy. No. It's just really Ill, ill-advised it's just across bad. the board. Go one way or the other with it. Don't... Spider-Man Far From Home came in at number eight, $5.3 million. Toy Story 4 was ninth. And then Bring the Soul, the movie, came in at number 10. Bring the Soul. Bring the Soul, the movie, is a movie featuring BTS. Are you familiar with BTS? No. 
They are a Korean boy band. Oh, I, I saw them on uh, Fallon or Conan or something like there that. There are seven of them in a Korean yes. boy band called BTS, which is short for Bangtan Sonye Nondan. I can see why they call them BTS. Me too. Or just rename it. And they are uh, just these androgynous, sort of smooth, yes. crotched Korean boys who are non-threatening, I guess, to prepubescent girls. And America is just going nuts for these yeah, kids. Yeah, Solomon, I think on Colbert, and they, since it was the Ed Sullivan Theater, they did like a, they made it look like they were the Beatles. And oh, they did that's their song in the and black and white right and right like right the Beatles and yeah just, i don't see what the attraction is it's it's nuts steve ashton's kid apparently is crazy for really him. yeah and they are an international phenomenon and their music is just the biggest meh you've ever heard in your i life. mean their their live performances choreographed very well, well like most boy bands right. they got the moves but i mean to choreograph that many moving parts at one time is pretty impressive i think they are sort of like the korean menudo I think you can age out of BTS, if <laughs> oh, so I'm not mistaken. A, I think okay. they just have a ranch somewhere and they keep raising them and plugging <laughs> they them keep in. programming children. So at number 10, they came in with their movie, uh, the BTS movie. So there you go. Hey, this is no surprise to anyone ever. Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth are splitting up no, after, yes. No. After uh, six months of marriage. Love isn't real. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> Since they broke up and got together about 18 times while they were oh. dating. What made them think that their marriage could last when they couldn't stay boyfriend and girlfriend yeah. for more How than a year? How's Phil going to have any hope now that this happened? Yeah. Well, Miley's single. That's maybe, true. Maybe he can uh, have a date with her up in Northern California. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miley and Chris, uh, excuse me, Liam Hensworth have, have separated. They've been together for 10 years off and on. Oh, just stay away from each other. And they've split up. Probably ten times in those ten years. That's that's your Why that's your married? that's your body's going. We do not like this other person. That's the indicator right there. That's the barometer. Stop forcing it. So What's she's single, and she was seen uh, partying in Lake Como, Italy, because that's what you do when you have a bad breakup and you're rich yeah. and famous. You go hang out in Lake Como, and she was with a young lady named Caitlin Carter, who has recently separated from her husband Brody Jenner, another douchebag. <laughs> Uh, is so, he one of the Jenners? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he is um, now Caitlyn Jenner's son. Oh, they're all just breeding together. It seems. Yeah. Ugh. So um, all these awful people. They've separated, and Miley and Caitlyn went vacationing, vacationing together there in Italy, and that's when paparazzi found them rolling around poolside, making out with each other. The two girls. Yes. So God. that's the good side about being bisexual is that you don't you got twice as many chances. That's true. Just everybody you can hook up with. To hook up after your bad breakup. Just whoever just you're with. Increases your odds significantly. Ugh. So good for them. More love. Bad news than love. This time for Barry Manilow and his husband manager. No. They are battling each other constantly, Eddie, because Manilow's stint on Broadway is not doing well. You know, he did one of these short residencies on Broadway. A lot of artists are doing it right. now. And it's making a lot of people a lot of money, but Barry's having a hard time selling tickets. Now, he wanted to do one week. His, his husband manager wanted him to do a month. And so they split the difference for with a three-week stand at the Lunt Fontaine Theater. And apparently the first week was sold out. But for the next couple of weeks, uh, they're mostly half-fill houses. Oh. And Barry's not happy. Barry's like, I told that. you so. Right? And what makes it even worse is uh, his husband is a salary. Salaried employee is an executive producer, so he's he's making his full money. But Manilow 
is on the hook for the cost of the production. So if he doesn't really? sell those tickets, he might lose money on the deal while his husband. But they're makes married. Money. It should all be commingled. It should be right. But when it comes to ego, sometimes uh, showbiz marriages don't work wow. that way. So maybe Barry's not the the draw he once was. Wouldn't I, that work better in Vegas? I think he did a very successful oh, he did? residency in Vegas. I don't know why he thought New York would be a better choice for him, hmm. but. Yeah, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna see Manilow, Vegas seems like the natural. I would place. think because that's like a drunken fun yes, choice. Yes, people can make. go see those things there. Yeah. Man, Broadway, there's so much like actual really good yeah, Broadway shows to go look. At. Might pass over. Disney's catching some flack from its fans. They just released another list of uh, films that they're going to reboot. This time, it's for the new streaming service Disney Plus. They're reimagining several of fan favorite films. So much so that Disney fans are starting to grumble a little bit about this endless list of reboots that are coming out of the House of Mouse. Home Alone one is doing. Home Alone is the latest classic that's going to be rebooted. A lot of people upset by that. Cheaper by the dozen. Night at the Museum is being remade. (laughs) Really? Didn't that come out like two weeks ago? That's like still in the 2000s, right? Yeah. Look, nothing is sacred. Everything is up for up right. for grabs. But people are really upset about Home Alone. They said that is a perfect film. You cannot improve upon it. Don't mess with it. Like you're ruining my childhood once again. Just don't the, look. Just don't watch it. Is the claim of just people. don't watch it if you don't want to see it. But Eddie, they're going to destroy all the copies of the original. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. That's they're how it works. Wipe it out of existence. Kid Rock and Taylor Swift are squaring off. Did you see I this? I saw this, and I'm actually a Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> Fuck Kid Rock for making me take Taylor Swift's exactly. side. How dare you, Fuck sir? Fuck that dude, man. Wow. He went on Twitter on Friday and blasted Taylor Swift for supporting Democratic positions, saying she was doing it solely to further her career. Here's the tweet. Taylor Swift wants to be a Democrat because she wants to be in movies, period. And it looks like she will suck the doorknob off Hollyweird to get there. Oldest move in the book. Good luck, girl. He wrote on Twitter. He's such a piece of shit. Who is less relevant in 2019 than Kid Rock? He's relevant to a certain crowd. Is he? I think. I don't even know if he's got his a fan base anymore. I, I, I think he does. He looks like a burlap bag filled with chlamydia. <laughs> That's what he looks like to me. Someone said he looks like Dr. Phil dressed like Kid Rock. That's what I saw that on Twitter. He's like doughy now, but he still has the long stringy hair oh. and the weird creepy mustache and the hat and all. He looks like a venereal disease come to life. And then he cuts holes in American flags and wears them. It's, that's respectful. It's all very strange to me. <laughs> I am not a fan, but now I got to side with yeah. Taylor Swift. Why you make me do that? Come on. Another uh, cause and celebrity crossing paths. Jason Momoa is still fighting the good fight over there in Hawaii to stop that telescope from being put on Hawaii's stop that thing yet? volcano Mauna Kea mountain. Um, no, it hasn't stopped yet, and he apparently is not going anywhere until Aquaman 2 starts. This is over. No, that was the thing. He tweeted, sorry, Warner Brothers, we can't shoot Aquaman 2 because Jason got run over by a bulldozer trying to stop the desecration of his native land. Ooh. So he's smart. He's starting to rile up. He's getting the, the money geek involved. base. Yes, get the the Aquaman fans fired up. Like, what? We can't. You can't start filming yet because you can't give up this protest. It's gonna get Warner Brothers involved. And then the people who want to put this telescope up there are gonna be in big trouble. Yes, this is not happening. He continued in his Instagram post. We are not letting you do this anymore. Enough is enough. Go somewhere else. So at the time, 
the 30-meter telescope, a $1.4 billion scientific project, by the way, still plans on putting their telescope atop the highest point in the state of Hawaii. But um, these these uh, demonstrators are not backing down. Man, they gotta they gotta knock it off and just go somewhere else. It's ridiculous. Just go somewhere else. Build a longer telescope. It's the sky, yeah, right? It's the sky. Can't you look into the sky from almost everywhere yeah. in the world? Find a different higher point somewhere. Stop it. It's insane. And this is for you, Eddie Pence. Oh, what? Paramount has announced a brand new G.I. Joe spin-off movie. Oh no. Yeah. No. Come on, you those love are, Joe. Those are fucking terrible. Go Joe. Those are so bad. They're making Snake Eyes. <sighs> based on Snake Eyes. Oh, yeah, I know, but they, they they butchered the first two so badly. Just stop. Yeah, those live action films were Just awful. Just stop. But now they've got the guys behind uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Okay. They're writing the script for Snake Eyes, and they just added another spin-off film to the mix. Really? Yes. This sounds great. Lady J. G.I. Joe uh, Chuckles. Chuckles? Chuckles. Do you know who Chuckles is? I'm not familiar with Chuckles. Apparently, Chuckles is a character from the 1980s line of action figures Chuckles. who first debuted in 1987. I was just out of G.I. Joe at that time. And was in the beloved Marvel Comics run as well. Mm. He debuted in issue number 60. He's known for his undercover and infiltration work. Chuckles. Are these from, they're doing spinoffs from the original movies that were established? Or is this a whole new G.I. Joe from, universe? This is from the G.I. Joe uh, universe. Right, but the ones they already shot still count as, as canon, canon, quote I, unquote. I don't know. I don't know. Because those are garbage. <laughs> I don't know, but this is apparently going to be action-packed and full of hilarious sure comedy as well. Chuckles is a hard character to sell unless you're going to make it funny. Unless it's like a Deadpool kind of thing. I don't know how you make this whole I know, work. Yeah. You can't call it Chuckles. No. Or you could. I guess you could, but I wouldn't want to. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, Monday, August 12th. Lakeith Stanfield from Atlanta, also from Get Out. Really touted mm -hmm. actor, 28 years old today. Actor Casey Affleck celebrates his 44th birthday. Brother, of course, of Ben. Singer, guitarist Mark Knopfler of Dire Straits celebrates his 70th birthday today. Look at them yo-yos, that's the way you do it. You play the guitar on MTV. That ain't working, that's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. Actor George Hamilton is 80 years old today. Does he still look the same, probably? He did. He did. He looks amazing. I saw him not too long ago. Steve Ashton and I ran into him at a bar uh, in Hollywood when Steve was out for the last live Ralph report. Yeah. And he looks handsome and still put together, and he's got this shock of white hair now, and he's got the perfect tan. Yeah. How does he not have melanoma by now? I don't know. All he does is tan his skin. <laughs> He gets so much vitamin. He must be so happy. So much vitamin D. He looks so much better at 80 than I ever looked in my entire life. There's no <laughs> age with which I could compete with George Hamilton at 80. It might be attitude. It's just his attitude, maybe. And he, he never seems... really was much of a star. He just sort of got famous for being famous, right? Well, he was like one of the first people to do that. His most famous role is of George Hamilton. Yes, yeah, so I'm saying. Like, he was the first of that people to get... Famous for just being famous. Although he did play Evil Knievel in the life story of Evil Knievel. If you ever get a chance. Is that good? It's called Viva Knievel, I think. Is it good? It's not. 
but it's bad in like the best possible right. way. It's like cheesy good. Yeah. So you might like that. Which maybe, is what he's good for. Maybe we should do a uh, Ralph's Video Vault on the I Evil Knievel like, story. I would like to see that. Yeah, I'll play some clips because it's pretty, pretty magic. <laughs> uh, actress Jennifer Warren is 78 years old today. She became a very popular director as well. She uh, starred in uh, Night Moves with Gene Hackman. What else was she in? In the 70s, she was like the go-to girl for like serious dramas. Then she became a director, and now she teaches film at USC. Oh, she does. Yeah, nice. 78 years old. Singer Kid Creole of Kid Creole and the Coconuts is 69 years old today. And the guy's up by 5 o'clock. And the guy's giving it all he got. And the guy's job is 6 to 9. But and the guy's home by 9.05. And the guy goes to cook the steak. And the guy goes to wash the plates. And the guy puts the kids to bed. And the guy reads the book to bed. Kid Creole always had that zoot suit on with the big hat, and yeah. they played like funk mixed with Latin flavor and a big band. It was like this weird amalgam of music, but just I like just a party. Loved his stuff. Yeah, actor Bruce Greenwood is 63 years old today. Peter Krause from Parenthood and Six Feet Under and Sports Night, 54 years old. I think right now he's doing Rescue 911 or yes, something. Yes, he like is. That. I think. He's yes, yes, yes. Actor Sam Jones is 65 years old today. I starred with Sam Jones in that movie, Ted. Well, I didn't really star with him. I never met the man. But we were both in that film. But he's probably still best known as... Flash Gordon. Oh, maybe we need to go through that film as well. Oh, I saw it in a drive-thru when I was a kid. A drive-in, probably. Drive, well, drive-in, yeah. yeah. Well, he drove through into the drive-in, yeah. You probably you'd have to go Saw through the, the drive-through so many Saw times in order to see the whole film. You'd have to keep getting fries over and over. Julianne fries. <laughs> the guy working the window had it on television, and <laughs> you watched the, the drive-through. Drive around again. I want to see what happens with Ming the Merciless. <laughs> He's put his hand in the rock. I love that film so much. Uh, Michael Ian Black. How funny is that guy? He's from the state is where I first saw yeah. him. Yeah, he was also on Ed and just, he's great. Wet Hot American it. Summer. Yep, 48 years old today. Actress Cara Delevingne is 27 <laughs> years old today. She's god damned awful. I will fight anyone on this. They keep putting her in movies. She used to be a model, and she's known for those giant caterpillar eyebrows, and she can't fucking act. <laughs> what's, what's she been in? Oh, boy. What would That's you know so her bad from? Ed. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Please hold. Sorry. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. And we're back. She was in Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, whatever that goddamn thing was. I never saw was. that crappy movie. But I remember hating her so much in Suicide Squad. Oh, she was awful. Because she was the witch. Ugh. Doing that dance, that remember? Dance. Oh, I hate it. Oh, she's awful it's in terrible. everything. Terrible. Stop her. Terrible. Stop her now. <laughs> I demand it. She's 27. So happy birthday, Cara. <laughs> uh, jazz guitarist Pat Metheny, one of the legends, 65 years old today. Actress Yvette Nicole Brown from Community is 48 years old. Actress Rebecca Gayhart also 48. Guitarist Roy Hay of Culture Club celebrates his 58th birthday today. Come, 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 come,
actress Maggie Lawson from Psych is 39. Dominique Swain from Face Off and Lolita is 39 years old. And rapper Sir Mix-A-Lot is 56 today. You know what he likes, don't you? You know what he likes? I do. You know what he... Hey, hey, you, I'm talking to you. You know what he likes? Yeah, big butts. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Wanna pull up tough, cause you notice that butt was stuffed. Deep in the jeans she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh, baby, I wanna get with ya and take your picture. My homeboy's trying to warn me, but that butt you got makes me so horny. Ooh, rump a smooth skin. You say you wanna get in my bins? Well, use me, use me, cause you ain't that average groupie. I seen her dancing. To hell with romance and she's sweat, wet, got it going like a turbo vet. I'm tired of magazines, send flat butts all the thing. Take the average black man and ask him that. She got to pack much bags. So, fellas, yeah, fellas, yeah, cause your girlfriend got the butt. Hell yeah. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake, it. shake, it. shake that healthy butt. Baby got ballet L.A. Face with the Oakland booty. God damn it. That's the best song ever. If you weren't shaking your ass when that song came on, you are dead. Go see a doctor. Dude, that was our song to Beach Week my senior year. Of course it was. That was played the entire time. That was everybody's song of Beach Week for everybody's senior year (laughs) since it came out. Oh, I love it so much. Anyway, that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. What a fun show today. Don't forget, ladies, if you live in the Northern California area, San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland, and you're single, let's get Phil a date. What do you say? 40-year-old divorcee, dad of four, Phil, needs some fun. Let's give him a date. Do it. He's a nice guy. You can go see the picture again at patreon.com. We'll throw it up there, and I'll send it out as a link to everyone. You can see it for yourself. So let's make this happen. That'd be fun. Tomorrow is Tuesday around here. That means we take a look at your favorite TV themes of all time. Also, Steve Ashton will be stopping by with a brand new UK update. We gave Steve a bit of a hard time yesterday on the uh, live stream. I hope hope he doesn't hold it against me. <laughs> well, uh, we. It was more you. Okay. When just I, ripping. I guess I was using the royal we there, but I was I was maybe poking a little fun. Maybe. For an extended his, period of time. His Instagram and his, uh, his uh, social media. It was a good four or five drops. minutes. Of I poked. There was some poking. There was some stabbing. Um, I'm a little nervous about uh, talking to Steve now. <laughs> he might be upset with me. Find out tomorrow, won't you? Come on back, because I love you. I mean it. Bye. <laughs>